0: This week's parasha is Vayetzeh. In this week's parasha, it's, uh, it's called Vayetzeh, which means, and he left, or and he went. And this is where Jacob is sent away by his father, Isaac, to look for a wife himself from his mother, Rebecca's family, Padan Aram. As he heads out towards Haran, he spends the night in a certain place, and in a dream, he sees a ladder from earth to heaven and uh, angels ascending and ascending on it, and, and Adonai at the top of the ladder confirms the Abrahamic covenant to Jacob. When he wakes up, Jacob builds an altar. In that place, he calls it Beth the house of God. He continues to travel and ends up at a well where he meets Rachel, the daughter of Rahman. This is not the only well meeting that um, leads to marriage. Eliezer, earlier, he found Isaac's wife at the well. Moses and Exodus find Zipporah, his future wife, at, at the well. Um, anyway, Jacob falls in love with Rachel. He makes an agreement with Levan her father, to work for seven years, but then Levan cheats him, and he ends up working, marrying both the sisters and works for 14 years. The two sisters are always rivaling against one another, and despite trouble at home, Jacob prospers at Laban's house. His family grows, he uh, becomes wealthy, Laban becomes more wealthy. And when it comes time to part ways with Laban, Laban tries to cheat him of his wages. But Jacob has learned some things about animal husbandry over the years of shepherding and knows how to breed strong sheep. So between his own skill and God's blessing, he ends up with a very strong herd. To the very end, Laban is intimidated by Jacob. He mistrusts, mistrusts Jacob's successes. He still feels like he should not only be wary of Jacob, Jacob but actually try to outwit him in, if possible. Lavan is actually perhaps one of the most crooked characters in the book of Genesis. If he speaks, he's very likely lying. He has no regard for his two daughters. He has no regard for his 11 grandsons. And um, despite all that, Jacob is still blessed. In the book of Genesis, Jacob plays a significant role and occupies 25 of the 50 chapters of Genesis. Both Jewish and Christian commentators uh, tend to critique Jacob as a a deceiver. And you often hear that in in the chapters of this parasha, Jacob is getting what he deserves for having deceived his family. But really nowhere in the Bible do we see that assessment. Jacob has a reputation for being a cheat primarily because his brother Esau calls him rightly named and calls him a supplanter. Um, what is God's perspective of Jacob? From the womb in Genesis 25, God has separated Jacob for himself. He tells Rebekah, the mother, that the older would serve the younger. He is named Yaakov from the word akev, meaning heal, by his parents, not by God. The Bible describes Jacob as a mild man, an ishtam, a man of completion, a a man of wholeness, a homebody, not a self-driven cheat. When Jacob buys Esau's birthright with stew, the Bible says that Esau despised his birthright. It doesn't say, thus Jacob tricked him. When Jacob stole his brother's blessing, his mother put him up to it. He was actually reluctant, he even realizes that he risks incurring a curse if he's found out. But he does as as his mother tells him. Jacob has to padan Aram because his parents sent him. He tries to find a wife from his mother's family because that was what his parents told him to do. In the Barashah for this week, there are three dreams. God appears twice to Jacob and once to Levan on behalf of Jacob. The parasha begins with God appearing to Jacob in a marvelous dream. The dream takes place after he has left his home as the possessor of his family birthright, as the possessor of the blessing of the firstborn, and he has also escaped his brother's rage. What lies ahead of the dream is 20 years of unjust labor in Uncle Levan's house. Although Jacob is an each time, his life, his entire life, is filled with strife, primarily because of it's the result of jealousy in his family, his brother, his mother, his uncle, his two wives, his sons. In the dream of the ladder to heaven, with angels ascending and descending, God chooses to reveal himself to Jacob in a very unique and glorious way. It's prophetic not only regarding Jacob's future children that were still yet to be born, but his future physical and spiritual descendants for thousands of years. Jacob is assured that God will be with him and he has also been given a glimpse into the glories of heaven and the future glory that is yet in store for even us. In the second dream, God reminds Jacob of his special relationship established at Bethel and that he's blessed in the presence of his enemies. Something the people of Israel were experience for the rest of their history. They would always have enemies that are trying to malign them, reframe, redefine all their successes. When Jacob leaves Levan in haste with his family as God told him to do, Levan catches up to him and says, why are you fleeing? Levan has actually influenced our view of what Jacob did because we have come to believe that he was fleeing Levan. But it was God who told him to get out. Jacob said, when, he, when Levan catches up to him, Jacob said, God saw my misery and the sweat of my hands, and last night he became the judge. That was God's perspective. Jacob is a great example for us. He holds up under injustice, under being the victim of false dealings. He endures harsh, harsh conditions for 20 years. He steadily plods along without a chance for release in sight. And then he leaves Lavan only because God told him to do it. The patriarchs had to wait and wait and wait some more for God's promises to actually come to pass. They were ordinary people with ordinary foibles, but they demonstrated extraordinary faith and patience with God and God's ways. As a result, they were found worthy of bearing the line for the future Messiah of the world and imparting blessing over generations for thousands of years to come. Please follow along at Genesis 28, 10-15.